Welcome to the E&S Wolves podcast with your host, Nathan Judah, and Wolves correspondent, Tim Spears. Welcome to episode 110. It is the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host Nathan Judah, and more importantly, after a one-week break, he is back from the woods, from his jaunt in the woodland. Oh, Teddy I get it Bear now. I get himself, it. Wolverhampton's own Mr. Timothy Adam Spears. It's great to have you back in the building. Everything's done for a reason with you, isn't it? I should have known there was know, baby. something behind that rather bizarre intro. Yes, hello. So, right? so, what? Well, yes. Well, how are you? I mean, how was it? How, how was your how was your jaunt in the woods? One good. week away. Yeah, nice bit of fresh air. Yes. Uh, which did me good. I came back ill. Yes, you've come, uh, you've come back in a, a terrible state. Nothing uh, to do with, with, with ridiculous amounts of alcohol. Uh, no, no, it was lovely. Well, I, I suspect I picked up a bug in the hot tub, as you suggested I might have done. Absolutely. But, uh, but it was worth it. Was worth it. Uh, the cleaning of that hot tub after your six-day vacation. <laughs> Not good to the poor guy to do that. What, what, why, did you, why, why did you go cabin-wise? Why did you go kind of like in the woods? Was it kind of like just a health retreat? Was no, it just seclusion? No. Was it to get away from the Wolves fans? What was it? <laughs> uh, a bit of everything, probably, yeah. yeah. No, just a nice little jaunt to uh, Forest of Dean. Okay. Uh, log, at, at Forest of Dean, log, 50% off. Log Cabin. Yeah. Uh, Sky Sports. Nice, nice. Mrs. Priority. Delighted about that, yeah. Mrs. <laughs> Go on, tell... tell, tell. Mrs. Delighted as I, uh, as I abandoned her on, on, our, on our first night uh, to return home for the Newcastle game. <laughs> <laughs> I did suggest she could watch the game on Sky, but uh, she wasn't, wasn't, wasn't really up for that. Didn't, didn't go down uh, well, no, well. No, no, didn't go down well. But uh, yeah, no, um, a very nice week was had. Thank you. Came back refreshed. No, came back ill. Still. Well, what was it though? What was it though? Just hit by some hot tub-based virus. Really? Probably yes. No, well, we're glad to have you back. Um, but that you're not the most important thing today. Absolutely, and neither are you yeah, for no, once. What? What? <laughs> we, we 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 have a third person in the room. Oh, we actually have fourth, but it's the work experience kid, and we're not going to talk about him. <laughs> I'm only kidding, I'm only kidding, I'm only kidding. What's your name again? Owen. Owen, there you go. Owen's got on the podcast there. <laughs> Owen's got on the podcast. Um, we have special guest, Mr. Andrew MacArthur, Wolves fanatic himself, joining us on the podcast today. Uh, Andrew came to our live event, our first live event back in December. Uh, for those who, who weren't at the podcast and those who were, um, they may remember that we had a, a special flash auction in the second half. And one of those auction items was to join myself and Timothy Spears on a podcast. And finally, our schedules have, have come together. We're finally here. And it's a pleasure, and I think a bit of a round of applause, to welcome Mr. Andrew MacArthur to the podcast. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Nice to see you, Nathan. Nice to see you, Tim. It's a pleasure to be here. Very exciting. See, 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 Andrew. See, I'm a big fan of Andrew already because he he tweeted uh, last night that his um, his carriage had got him here. To, to, he lives in London, so he's come up for the day, um, come to see some family, um, and he's finally here. And he, a nice little picture of himself, Virgin Virgin Trains, first class. 
no, 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 Cal Class Tim Spears. It was Judah Class. your kind of guy. My kind of guy yeah. comes out, rocks up, jacket, pocket handkerchief. I mean, this this, this is the people. This is the high brow they want on this podcast. I see. I've got a pocket handkerchief uh, <laughs> in one of my suits, but it's actually fake, of course. <laughs> well, I can't believe <laughs> it's it. Kind of love we work at. But so, uh, yeah, we're very very glad to have a rare guest. A, a, a rare guest as well, and and, and I must I must emphasize that um, for people to um, to know this, we're, we're putting an auction out for the next podcast as well, so you have a chance to to come and join us, and it's all for a good cause. All of Andrew's money that, that he that he bid. How much did he bid in the end? Do you remember? Uh, Two hundred pounds. Two hundred pounds. Two hundred pounds. Just going. Unfortunately, we don't we don't split it hundred pound each with me and Tim. It's gone straight to cure leukemia. So congratulations on that. Absolutely top man. Uh, so, so tell us a little bit about, about yourself, Andrew. How long have you been a Wolves fan? Well, long-suffering fan initially for the last 42 years, but obviously loving this season and last season. Yeah. Um, yeah, born and bred in Wolverhampton, grew up in Finchfield, schooled at Technical College, um, and now living down, working in London, living in Surrey. Um, get back to games as often as I can. Um, yeah, and just enjoying being a Wolves fan at well, the moment. I was going to say, like, do you sometimes... Sit back and pinch yourself and say, "Is this really happening?" Well, I think that's probably the case for anybody of my generation and younger. That we're so used to disappointment that we're almost waiting for failure to come, um, and so it's kind of yeah, it's almost unnerving. Got through last season, which was fantastic. Mm. Now to be sitting seventh in the Premier League is just well, it's unbelievable, um, yeah. and so you kind of. And I think when we had that little blip uh, before Christmas, you thought, oh, you know, the wheels had come off. But no, the the boys are doing the business and Nuno's got them playing great football and getting great results. So it's a, yeah, it's a brilliant time. And there's a real nice buzz around the town or city. Um, and it's went nice to come back. And you, know, you can see even just on non-match days, people walking around their wool shirts, scarves, flags hanging from the local pubs. It's just mm. great. I, I wonder when when... When is everyone going to get used to it? When, when yeah. will it feel normal? Because it just it just feels so unusual. That 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 six game winless run felt mm-hmm. entirely normal to me. We <laughs> sort of got it's like a cut, defeats were oh, a bit, bit of a bit of a comfort thank blanket. Goodness, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, it's like, here here it is. Yeah. yeah, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I've been expecting, isn't it? But, um, yeah. Is it? We're all talking about the future and and signings and and um, and Europe and, and FA Cup finals and Wembley potentially. Is it, is it sometimes, is it, do you need to just sit back and relax and enjoy the moment, enjoy game to game and, and what's going on? Or is it just the na- nature of the beast that people want more and more and more? What's next? I think, I think one of the problems is it's so ingrained, as I say, my father's generation enjoyed the 40s, 50s, 60s. We, I've not had that at 42, so I've m- missed all of that. And it's so ingrained within the psyche of the Wolves fan to expect disappointment to expect a failure so I just think it's taking us a, a period of adjustment to understand actually no and I think the, the chant of you know we're on our way back mm-hmm. has to soon change to we are back yeah um, you know, like you, it like it you look at the the league table now and we are you know we're looking up and we're looking at Chelsea we're looking at Arsenal we're looking at Man U um, and Europe is not out of the question mm. it's it's just a great time it doesn't fit though. We're, we're back. We're no, no, back. It's, it's, it's got to be a new tune. Yeah, <laughs> we're back. We're back. We are uh, right. That, that, that's something that I think Foson have make a serious point. Foson struggled to get their heads around the Wolves fan mentality and still still do I think because they're as a company 
extremely aspirational and used to getting to the very top of their particular industries and businesses. Um, and they that kind of aspirational um, mentality, they expect mm-hmm. their customers and their employees to have that. So for Wolves fans, like, oh, bloody hell, what's going to happen yeah, next? Yeah, yeah. They, they can't, can't relate to that. So I think that's... Well, I think I spoke about this before. They went on a big kind of marketing drive to try and change the Wolves brand in the past kind of year or so. Uh, I think we'll see more of that coming up in the future, but sure. it must be difficult for them to get their heads around. But they are getting it right overall, aren't they? I mean, there's a few missteps here, there and everywhere, but you've got to make mistakes because it's, it's brand new territory for everyone. Yeah, well, uh, look, we had a little um, had a little lunch before this podcast started, didn't we? A went little to lunch? Little, uh, little, little there it is. Tim had a little fish picker sandwich. <laughs> I, was, I was saying to... Bit of coleslaw. <laughs> I was saying how um, there's, there's such a universal trust in Fosin to get this right, which, again, is something Wolves haven't had before under, under previous regimes. There is uh, such faith in Fosin and Nuno to not only to get Wolves to seventh and whatever in the FA Cup this season, but, but to go further than that and break into the top six. And when Jeff Shee says, we want to win the Premier League in the next 10 years, no one was laughing. Uh, Wolves fans weren't were kind of saying that's utterly ridiculous. You know, keep quiet, Jeff. You know, it's it, they have faith that 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 folks are going to deliver on these uh, lofty promises. But I don't just think it's Wolves fans who are taking them seriously. I think a wider scale, <clears throat> the, the national press, other Premiership teams are taking us serious, and they're complimenting us on the style of football that we're playing, and they see us as a real threat. Absolutely, I think I think Nuno's very good at, um, at not letting his players believe the hype because there is a lot of hype about not just about results and, and the future but about certain players as well and he, he's definitely he has in the championship as well always been grounded hasn't he oh yeah totally uh, anno- to, to uh, an annoyingly uh, so annoyingly so yes yeah. no he's all about next game next game you know he never ever ever talks about the league table he's never once in 18 months spoken about the league table no. It's he's remarkably consistent in that and, um, and it drips down to his squad. You know, you hear, his, you hear his, his players say exactly the same thing. Bristol City nil. Wolverhampton Wanderers. He won. Um, Tim, we're, we're in the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Um, we talked about Bristol City after the game, so we won't go too much into it. We'll do a little hot or not so hot from Bristol City and just wax lyrical. Every week, it seems, about this guy, Mr. Zhao Moutinho. Work experience lad Owen's getting bored already. He's started, started texting. He's, he's texting. <laughs> he's like, these guys are absolute... What, what's this drivel that's coming out? I expected a, a decent podcast. He, he's, he's had enough. It's fantastic. <laughs> show, show that out, please. It's fantastic. Fantastic. There you go. There I you think go. he's probably worried that you're going to enlist him as one of your servant boys before, before the hour is up. That's, that's, that's what I'm worried about. I'm actually honest. looking for a new chef to, to prep my meals because day three, <laughs> meal three didn't come through. He needs, so. needs a sous chef at Shea, Shea Judah. Always welcome, always welcome. I like him. I, I like having him here, actually. He's yes. be our new mascot. He's the new Wolfie. He's the ENS podcast Wolfie. He's better than a mascot. I think you, you, you're downplaying him. I think he's got more of a role to play. Have you got more? I, I can bring something to the table. I'm not sure what it is yet. We might find out later. Oh, we might find out later. <laughs> he can bring something to the table. Goodness we me. like that. I like it, I like it. He's got a bit of spunk, I like it. Right. Right. Um, well, <laughs> come on now. Is that why Tim brought those tissues? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, this was not what I uh, oh signed up for. Andrew, you knew exactly what you did yourself <laughs> signed up for. That, 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 you, you, you know that. Um, Jean Moutinho, come on, he's unbelievable. Talking about tissues yeah he brings a lot of spunk to the party <laughs> he does, does, does he? Jamatino. He, no, he's he's kind of showed a different uh, dif- not 
we've seen it a bit before, but he showed a different side to him on Sunday in that he fought so hard for that victory and got down and dirty. Mm. He was dirty defending, mm. is how Conor Cody termed it afterwards. And uh, you'll read Ryan Bennett praising Matinho in tomorrow's Expressing Star for his his will to win and the, the attitude that he's brought with him that's um, reflected in the rest of the squad. You know, and Ryan kind of brought him up afterwards um, when I was speaking to him uh, of his own uh, accord mm. and kind of saying, you know, Matinho epitomises these battling qualities that perhaps Wolves don't get enough credit for, really. You know, you associate roll your sleeves up, uh, battling, grinding one out, backs to the wall kind of play with with lesser sides, you know, you say, you know, relegation threatened sides, but Wolves do that better than anyone in the mm-hmm. whole league. And, and Matinho epitomises that because, you know, he's a graceful, artistic midfielder, but there he was, 96 minute, blocking a shot to save the game. Well, that's it. And, and especially at the start of the season, especially with no Neves as well there. So he had a little bit, he, he obviously had some responsibilities. Yeah. But we didn't think he would get to 96 minutes much this season at all, especially at the start of the season. He was obviously getting to grips with the Premier League, physicalities, pace. But he's obviously shown that he's adapted, and that's what a great player does. Yeah, he, he never he never looked out of place, but he did look like he didn't have the legs for a, for a full season of thirty eight games. But he's um, he's he's proved us wrong in that regard, and he's he's um, quickly become, I think, the most important player in, in this team. Um, hot number two. <coughs> Connor Cody. Connor yeah. Cody. Just a real captain's performance, wasn't it? Exactly what you want from him. I thought he um, I thought he was the pick of the back three. Did everything you want, throwing yourself at the ball, but also the way he bought it out from the back. It was bizarre, really. Bristol City just didn't pick up on it beforehand. Cody to Doherty was the ball now and again. Uh, sorry, time and again, it was on, and uh, and that led to the goal to the match winner. But he was he was excellent again. Um, he's, he's really stepped up actually. Well, well I was going to say, in time for March and international duty, do you think he's got a chance, or do you think that do you think do you think it doesn't happen soon? I. I this one or the next one, that it's probably not going to happen. Is he that wrong age? I said it when, when this last came up that he's never played a game of professional football as a centre-half in a back four mm-hmm. and England play a back four. So I, I think that that um, hinders his chances of a call-up at the moment. But he's got, Gareth Southgate's obviously seen him a few times. Now yeah. I understand there's other, other players who, are, who could play for England in front of him, but he's got to be... Looked at? Has he been looked at? Surely, he's yeah, been looked of course, at. course, yeah, of course, he's been looked at. Gareth Southgate's gone on, gone on record and, and says and said as much. But so he can, must be able to say that he can ch- he can potentially play if he's playing. Yeah, well, well, he's, it's, he's, he's it's, a ball player. That's the most important thing. He's a ball player and he's comfortable on the ball. That's exactly what he wants. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one to judge as to what Southgate's thinking, but he's certainly certainly, certainly worthy of a, of a call up. Um, and quickly, you know, he's he's he's, he's such a massive fans' favourite now. He's heartbeat of this team. Um, I mean, Andrew, speaking from a fan's perspective, I'm sure you'd agree. Absolutely. I mean, it's his personality, though. I mean, on the pitch, performance, great. But his personality is so engaging and it just makes the fans warm to him because you know he's completely committed to the club. I know he's not born and bred Wolves, but he's completely committed to the club. And I think that footage of him in the changing room previous season, before he really became the captain, and he was so vocal, and I think the fans for the first time, saw a different side of Conor Cody. Not necessarily yeah. it was new to him, but we just hadn't seen it. And suddenly you saw this really vocal um, uh, leader, really, which is what Nuno was well, And it's so genuine as well. You know, I, can, I can tell people from having, having spoke to Conor on so many occasions, it's what you see is what you get. He's completely genuine. You know, remember um, for his fellow scouser, Steve Morgan, kind of 
telling everybody he'd had a heart transplant from Liverpool to Wolves and all that, and it just seems a bit bit for show, really. Mm. But of course, Connor's not like that, and and you get you get a lot of players like that kissing their badge and saying they love their club, and Connor doesn't have to do that because it's it's just obvious he's he's an extremely genuine guy, um, and rightly him and Doherty both got a bump of new contracts last week and will remain at the club for many years I'm sure did, did, did you think Andrew from a fan's point of view what do you think of Connor Cody three or four years ago you know the Kenny Jacket era and potentially getting phased out do you think that he was going to be he, he was, to he see was a, what's happening now well, he, he was an okay midfielder wasn't he and he was probably not going to be in the new era mm. it was not necessarily expected that he would stick around I think there was a time he was, was looking to be moved on to Sheffield United um, I think, and it didn't happen, and then suddenly he's been placed in this new position. Everyone's a bit you know, wary of it, and then he's absolutely proven everybody wrong, if any doubters, that he couldn't play it. And, and I think that that role, and I agree with what Tim said in terms of an England call, the difficulties, the system that Southgate's playing, because, as, as Tim says, he's not being tested as an out-and-out centre-half. And what's the beauty of Cody in that and the system that Wolves are playing, he's he can pick out a nice... 40 yard pass and mm-hmm. and set Doherty and Johnny free. Yeah. Well, that, I think this came a couple of weeks ago or uh, in the podcast how, in statistically, in the worst Premier League team of the season, mm. C- C- Cody was in it because he doesn't contribute a huge amount of tackles, interceptions, clearances, and headers per game. Um, it tends to be just one or two that are very important. Mm-hmm. But bring it, and bringing it out from the back is another main strength. But really, uh, you, you can tell more than ever in a quiet stadium, his. His communication is is better than I think I've seen from any Wolves player, yeah. arguably in my lifetime. Honestly, he's that good. He's constantly on everybody in a positive, encouraging way, and he's a, he's a real leader in every sense of the word. I tell you what, if you ever did get into that England squad or the training camp, whatever, he won't he won't be quiet. He'd be he'd be barking orders as well. No, I'd say wouldn't. positive orders, but he he'd wouldn't. be and those are the kind of characters that I think Gareth Southgate likes. He likes yeah, the mini totally. little leaders and no, does, in, in, yeah. in a good way. And that, I think that's why that's why he's he's still got a chance. Well, I, I hope he gets to call up because it would it would reflect so well on him on him and the club. But honestly, if, you, if he's talking about this Wolves team, I, I really think we see a big difference. And he hasn't been out of the team for over a year now. I think he's played every minute since last January or something ridiculous like that. Um, Seventy six of the last eighty games. In total, uh, if, if you took him out of it, honestly, you, you, you see, you know, Bolly will slip a yard behind or Bennett a yard in front, and he's the one that's pulling them all together constantly throughout the whole 90 minutes. Uh, right, not, not. I mean, I had Johnny down. Johnny was fine. I thought he had no good game. But it just, Johnny was me slightly that he goes forward and he bombs forward, and I just feel exposed on the counter attack sometimes. Uh, I think he's got license to do that, though, because uh, Bolly will always fill in behind him, and they've got. They've got a, at least one defensive midfielder, normally two, who, who kind of drop in. So I don't think he, if he was doing that and it wasn't Nuno's instruction, mm. you'd know about it because Nuno would be practically running on the pitch to tell him to stop to do it. Yeah. So he's got license to do it. However, yeah, when he gets one-on-one isolated, um, we saw with O'Dowd, he got past him yeah. a few times yeah. against Bristol City. But So he didn't, he didn't have the best game, but, uh, but he, he did okay. Substitution uh, that, that took place, Morgan Gibbs-White came on... Um, <coughs> I don't know where I don't know his role um, between now and the end of the season, Tim. Apart from maybe these these odd these odd twenty fifteen minutes, and if he's giving the ball away in bad positions, then he might not have a role. I mean, his his, his levels have gone down, and uh, is it a coincidence that he was getting you know praised by national media and broadcasters as, as a future England star um, at that at that time, and since then he's gone a bit downhill. Um, he'll be learning a lot. 
as long as he's taking it all in. I was surprised to see him come on as first change at a Bristol City. An important time as well, really, that game. Yeah, I, th- I thought Neves was probably the one to, to exert some control in midfield because Wolves were really up against it at that time. But he's got the talent. He's, what is he, 18, 19 mm-hmm. at best. It's, 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 it's not going to be an upward trajectory. You know, He's going to go through spells yeah. when he's not contributing as much. So Nuno's obviously got huge faith in him. He, w- he wouldn't just be throwing him on for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. So they all believe in him. They all believe he can become a first-team player. And you've got to go through these spells um, to get to that point. And last one, I'll go with you, Andrew, because you can maybe give your um, theory about it and, and, and what's happened to him. Did not get, wasn't involved on Saturday, didn't um, come off the bench, uh, was, was held across, was always, um, more, you know, if he wasn't starting, he was probably Nuno's go-to, the first substitute. Uh, didn't come on in this game. Uh, what do you make of Helder Costa and the struggles he's going through? I think it's a real shame with Helder Costa. Um, so when he first arrived, he was a sensation. Um, I don't know. Is it is it a lack of confidence? And obviously, you know, confidence plays a big part. But um, it, whatever it is, it's not working for him at the moment. He's and he's having such a little impact in games um, that it is almost pointless putting him on. I'm afraid to say um, he's a natural talent. I genuinely think he's a natural talent. He can beat players. He can score goals, but for whatever reason at the moment, it's not working. And, and I think unless it, there's a rapid improvement, I don't see him in the club next season. You don't see him in the club, no. no. And, and so, I mean, what were we signing for? 15 million quid, was it? Uh, 13. 13 million quid. So what, what, what do you expect to get? Would you get your money back? Do you think you, you'd be wanting more? Or do you just depend on the Mendes market? Yeah, <laughs> I would have, yeah it depends on the Mendes market, doesn't mm-hmm. it? But I, the stock's always high in the Mendes market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a shame, though, isn't it? It is a real shame. I mean, he was... You go back to that sort of Liverpool FA Cup game, seasons ago, and yeah. destroying Premiership players, and it's not happening at the moment. Well, I mean, he carried he carried the team that season, yeah. and but obviously he was playing in his ideal role. I don't, I'm not sure where he fits into this to this new formation we're seeing this this three five two. I mean, there's a really interesting interview with with the Dharma Traore this week, saying how Nuno's trying to develop him into a striker, and you know it doesn't come naturally to him, but they feel that's the best place to get his explosive pace out of him. I thought Cavalera did well um, alongside Jimenez and showed that he can he can play in that role as well. Obviously, we've seen Jota completely take it by storm the past two months. Costa, I'm not sure where he fits in at the moment. I still think there's something there. I mean, maybe maybe uh, I'm not. If they if they persist with this with this three five two formation, which has worked so well, mm-hmm. then I, I don't see where he fits in. But then we'd have thought that he was going to do this three four three, and that was going to be it. And obviously, he's changed, so you, you might change it back. You never know. No, well, I don't know. Uh, certainly, certainly, I can't see there being a plan to it at the moment. It's it's working no, so effectively. No. But we didn't think he'd ever change from that. He said he would never change from that yeah, formation, totally, and he has yeah. done. He's yeah. com- gone completely and completely changed it and sticking to this one now. So, um, but either, either way, even when they were playing three four three, Costa was. Oh, he's terrible. Yeah. You know, once a month or so. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So FA Cup quarter final time, Manchester United. Uh, it's going to be a stonker of a game. Oh yeah, it's well, it's going to be. I'd prefer Millwall. I'm excited. I would have been more excited if it was Millwall at home. I would. Or... You wouldn't be as excited. Oh, I would be. Yeah, I would be. Would you? Yes, because they've got a great chance to get into the semi-final or final. They still have. And uh, they have. They've got a great chance. They've got a chance. It's going to be an unbelievable occasion. It's it's going to be the match of the season. Fireworks. The fireworks will be, will be back. Do you reckon they'll be back? I think so, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah t- take cover in the steeple. It's a game to embrace. Um, there was, there's, obviously, there's obviously fears from some supporters that, that, that the dream, the FA Cup dream will die. But hey, you know, Wolves have t- taken on a match the best teams in the country this season. So I'd, 
you've, you've got to beat the best sides to win it, obviously. Mm-hmm. At, at some point, they'd have to beat Man United or Man City or both to win this competition. And I'd much rather they play Man United at home in an FA Cup quarter-final than at Wembley in a semi, where I would put United as big favourites in a semi-final. Whereas oh, at, at Wembley? At, uh, whereas at, at Molyneux, um, I'd say that United are slight favourites, but not okay. not big favourites. You wouldn't fancy half to see half... I know they still could do that, but half Wembley, Wolves fans, semi-final, massive game. Yeah, totally. But yeah, you, you, you've got you've got to earn it. And I, 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 I think they can beat them. I honestly think they can beat them. Uh, obviously, they're, um, they're on a massive high at the moment. Mm-hmm. They haven't lost uh, in this country domestically since Solskjaer took over. However... In Wolves' favour, in the next few weeks, they have Liverpool this weekend, and then uh, I think it's Southampton at home, and then the two the two games prior to the quarterfinal are uh, Paris Saint-Germain away, where they could get thumped, yeah, and Arsenal away, which will be another tough game, and then it's and then it's Wolves. Mm-hmm. So you hope that their momentum has died down a bit in the next kind of three or four weeks, and Wolves can catch them on a bad day. Uh, Andrew Wolves uh, set to play the best starting eleven versus Manchester United in the FA Cup. Says a poll that uh, was on the internet last night. Uh, but who does Nuno choose in goal? Uh, John Ruddy or Rui Patricio? One thousand four hundred five votes. Who does Who does Nuno choose, and who would you choose? I think Nuno will stick with Ruddy. Uh, I think he's got faith in him. Um, I think the. Uh, mix-up he had in Shrewsbury and then in relation to Patricio then followed up the following week doing something similar so um, I think he'll stick with Ruddy that's his cup keeper um, I think if we'd had Ruddy throughout the season we wouldn't have been too concerned he's a, he's a good keeper he's experienced so yeah I think Nuno will go Ruddy and I, I think I'll stick Ruddy as well but, um, but as for the rest it would be a starting 11 it's, it's such 54, an in- 54% say Ruddy 46% say Patricio it's such an interesting debate if, if you get to an FA Cup final and you've got a guy who's won Euro 2016 and has been Portugal's number one for many years, and you don't play him. And it could be you only take it to Europe, potentially. It's bizarre, and, pe- and people outside of football just would not understand that concept at all. However, it's, it's a new, uh, I doubt we'll see De Gea in the Man United goal in the in the quarters. Oh, Romero got injured, though, didn't he? So maybe oh, did he, he might see it. I don't know. Um, or the third keeper. So it's, it's a bizarre concept. However... I don't, think, I don't think there's a huge amount of difference between Rudy and Patricio. I think we all expected that Patricio would uh, take would take it on a huge level this season and we'd see a, a world-class goalkeeper um, that was miles better than John Rudy. I don't think we've seen that. I think he started this season making some outstanding saves um, and since then I don't think there's much to choose between them. I, I really don't. So you can only choose um, one. League position in FA Cup quarter-final. Finish seventh and lose to Manchester United. Or finish eighth and beat Manchester United. Oh, obviously it's eighth, isn't it? Eighty-three percent of two thousand and twenty votes say finish eighth and beat Man U rather than finish seventh and lose. But European football guaranteed seventh, but beat Man U, you've only probably one big game away from European football, I guess. Regardless. Well, it's not guaranteed if you finish seventh, is it? Well, it is because one of it. If you if you lose to Man United, then Man United and Man City are in the, are in the FA Cup still semi-finals. One of them's going to win it. No, but that's you're not. That's not guaranteed, though, is it? it? Well, it's not a guarantee, but it's pretty much guaranteed. If, if you look at the dictionary definition of guarantee, <laughs> guarantee. Millwall aren't winning the FA Cup. Um, FYI. But you know, if if Man United and Man City play each other in the semi, um, and then it's Palace or Watford against them in the final, then yeah, then yeah, you know, the, the yeah. European dream could die. Yeah, the Man, Man United and Man City will be will be winning the FA Cup. Yeah, that's fine. Um, right, let's take some questions from the peeps. Uh, first and foremost, let's go on. Got some good questions this week. Um, 
Daniel Dober says, uh, who are you backing to score the last minute winner against Man United in the quarters? Who would it be? Who would you like? I know who you'd like it to be. Uh, you'd like it to be Morgan Gibbs-White coming off the bench for his first ever Premier League or FA Cup goal well, for his he, club. He did tweet the other day, it's, it's, the goal is coming, he said. Is that uh, what he said today? I think it's, it's a, must be about 30, 40 games now, is it? That he's, he's played and not scored. Albeit a lot from the bench. So, yeah, he's, he's due one. Who would get a last-minute winner, though? Uh... Blime. It's got to be Cody, isn't it? First, first, uh, first, yeah. first goal of the season. Cody, Cody for you. Well, I was just thinking Cody. I mean, I'd like a nice Ryan Bennett, similar to Bristol City ah, uh, yeah, last season. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice for Cody because he doesn't really get many, does he? Lee Sanders, um, when are you and Andrew Desar going to do a Facebook Live video with the Portuguese players, getting them to eat some black country delicacies and rating them out of ten? That's a good idea. That. What, what are black country delicacies? What, what, uh, like, faggots. What's that? What's faggots? Yeah, I don't know what, what's in, what's, what's inside of them. They're like meat, meaty, Pink. meaty balls. Pork. Yeah, pork. I'm not not sure. I, I, I'm not sure if it's an official meat. Oh really? Uh, really? But a black pudding as well. That's not really an official meat. That's not black um, country, is it? Yeah. The black pudding. That's Scottish. Bat battered chips as well. No. Which is uh, chips that are battered. <laughs> Alright, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 moving on, moving on. Uh, David Ellison, uh, with these players signing new contracts, isn't it about time we rewarded Nuno and his team with new contracts? Um, I mean, they, well, they all got one at the start of the season, mm -hmm. so not, not sure about that. I think I think they'll be looking to do it probably again in, in the summer, maybe. Yeah. Um, Jack Coleman, uh, with the new Steve Ball stand uh, being modelled on North Bank in terms of high and scale. Um, we, will it be joint with the North Bank in the corner? These new stadium plans. Do you think that we'll see? Um, we'll see the gaps being filled in. Yeah, I would. Well, I, I would have thought so. I mean, they're so keen to get the away fans fully in that corner as well. So it, it would have to be the same model as as what's there already. Um, so yeah, we, we all wait with interest to see the plans. It was um, interesting to hear Lloyd Dorimple talk about it at the, at the fans' parliament meeting last week. Some new new details. You know, we haven't heard much about this in a while. There's been a lot of a lot of talk. Um, from she and Dalrymple about how big it's going to be and how they're going to stay at Molyneux. But for actual details, you know, we heard um, Steeple Stand will be first when it was previously thought it would be the South Bank. And that will start in 2020, so it won't be this summer. And then the South Bank would follow in 2022. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at 2023, really. So it's four years down the line that this, this will be done, uh, maybe a little bit longer than people were, were yeah. hoping for. But the key thing for me was that we've heard a lot about 50,000, 60,000-seat stadium. As, as amazing as that sounds, it's, it's unrealistic, isn't it, really? So it's good to hear Laurie say, we've looked at the market and the factors uh, into this, and we think 46,000 is more realistic. Which is, isn't Basically it? what he said, which it is. So I was glad to hear that because they've, you know, they've gone down this route in the past with Steve Morgan, and it's all been about the stadium rather than the team. And I, th I think there's a bit more realism now in, in this. Andy Cook says, plug the under-23s Friday night, 7 o'clock at home. Great for the kids at half-term, a draw, and we are through to the knockout stages of the Premier Cup. You've done it. It's, You've just uh, done it. Oxford United, I believe, are the opposition, so make sure you get yourself down there. You'll be there, won't you? I'll be there, 100%, yeah. Yeah, if it's next to the casino. Uh, Adam Pode, on some national radio stations, Nuno's name has been mentioned for top jobs, both Chelsea and Manchester United. Would Foson have a plan in place if we did lose him? Oh, well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you, really? Um, Surely they would just 
speak to speak to George, do you think, would be the, the first port of call or not? You'd like to think it'd be a bit more of a bit more of a detailed plan than that. I mean you know, our our, our neighbours Multi billion things. One second, one second, let me say Nuno yeah. speak to George. Our, uh, our neighbours down the road got that down to a T uh, a few years ago under, under Dan Ashworth. You know they had a number of succession plans in place and mm. lists of managers should one leave and. They appointed Alan Pardew. Well, well, that was after, I think that was after Ashworth had gone, but certainly before then, that's the way to do it. Whether Wolves are looking that far ahead, I, I don't think so at the moment. You don't think there's a continuity plan there? If Spur, maybe Spurs if Poch goes to, to Man United and and someone like that come in, and would Nuno want that job? Would, would, he, would he leave? Would he leave Wolves for that job? Let's say Wolves got into Europe this season, finished seventh, or or won the FA Cup, and Spurs came up, brand new stadium. Do you think he'd go? Uh, I don't know many managers in world, world football who could turn that down, really. Especially since Nuno hasn't managed at that level before. Um, but whether Spurs would go for him, I don't think. I'm not sure they would. No, I'm not sure they would. Interesting though. I mean, stock's obviously massively high. We talked about that stepping stone. Maybe he's avoided that stepping stone of going to a, a big club after you know Wolves and then someone else and then going on to yeah. a super club. His stock is incredibly high at the moment, and, and football can change very quickly. Well, we don't know what his ambitions are, do we? I, I, I think. Well, I, I thought he was using it as a, as a sort of a stepping stone when he first came to the country, but I don't, that's, that's clearly not the case. Um, he likes the idea of this of the project and, and building something from, from the ground up. And obviously, George Mendes so heavily involved, which which plays such a key part in that. Since they're such good friends. Oldie but Goldie Wolf. Jeff She said in a rival article that he wanted to promote Wolves not only in China but South America. Do you think this could be the delay in signing Raúl? More PR than money. The Fosun Wolves brand is growing, and the world's footballing eyes will be watching in the summer. Uh... Well, Mexico isn't in South America for a start. No, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I think I think the Jimenez deal will go through at the end of the season. If that's yeah. the if that's the question there, but I, uh, no, no need to announce it yet. It'll all be sorted at the end of the season, I'm sure. See, it may be being announced in in China at a post-season tour. Raul, 2029. <laughs> well, it's an interesting point about buying Jimenez because with him and Dendonka coming in potentially in the summer, that's already £45 million out of your budget. And if they're planning to massively expand the stadium and all that comes with that, that's many, many tens of millions as well. So you're looking at a lot of money being spent here um, on two players that are already part of this this tiny squad. So they're certainly going to have to be a bit creative, I think, with, with the budget this summer. Ties in nicely into a poll, Tim, that, that was on the Tinternet last night as well. Um, including Raul, how much do Wolves spend in the summer? Your choices are less than £50 million. 50 to 100 million, 100 to 150 million, or 150 million plus. Andrew, what would you say? What would your thinking be out of those four? I would go 50 to 100. 50 to 100, Tim? Yeah, I'd agree with that, yeah. That's 64% say 50 to 100 million, with their 23% saying 100 to 150. It's going to be between those two, you'd have thought. I would have thought so. Like I said, they have got to be a bit careful, and whether they're in Europe makes a big, big impact on that because. If they're in the Europa League, that's potentially an extra ten games. Um, if well, if if they manage to get into the group stages, it would be an extra twelve games because they think they'd have to play six to qualify, and then they then they'd be in a group stage of four. So they need a lot of extra players for that if they're going to give it a good go and not put the under twenty threes in, which I don't think they would do. So that's got to be that's got to be taken into account in the amount of money they're going to have to, have to spend whereas if they're not in Europe I think we'll see a, a smaller squad like we have done this season would Nuno be comfortable with a bigger squad do you think 
he definitely likes it smaller. I mean, that's it comes from him. It's his preference. Mm. You know, the amount of strikers that were thrown his way in January that he turned down. You know, it's got to be the right player that comes in. I, I, th- I think I think they'd have to if they're going to start fighting on three or four fronts a season. Then yeah. they can't get by with sixteen outfield players. Tim, who smells <laughs> it's, it's, be- it's not nineteen seventy five anymore, is it? Who smells better in real life, Rui or Zhao? I mean, both were pretty close to us on uh, Bristol City with their their cases packed, ready to go for that um, couple of day break. I don't think I've ever whiffed uh, Zhao before. Rui, Rui always smells. Good. Rui smells really good. Doesn't smells it, to be good. Fair. Yeah. Uh, Old Spice is his... Uh, Brute Aquatonic. His favours, fragrance. Tim Dave says, uh, what haircut would you rather have, Adama Traore's or John Ruddy's? Uh, wow. Depends on the occasion, probably. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <sighs> yes. A preference. Lord Jason Guy, Seven Trent Water Property, discuss at Injuda Star. Yes. Yes. Unbelievable scenes. You were wearing a Seven Trent jacket the other day. I wasn't. It was um, It was a jersey, and it was post, uh, post-Bristol City, and the colours that were... They were peeping through my North Face jacket. Appeared to be apparently the same colours as the Seven Trent logo. Um, it was actually a Seattle Seahawks jersey, which apparently has the same same colours. Seven Trent have nicked it from the Seahawks. I mean, I wouldn't anything for a bit of free water for you. I, 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 I won't put it past you, mate. To be honest, especially you... coming out of my Zip Hydro Tap <laughs> at, at Zip Hydro Tap, twenty percent off. <laughs> uh, right, last question. Who is it going to be for this last question? Polecat, it's polecat time. Nightmare scenario, Cody gets injured. Who plays that role instead? <sighs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Dendonka, probably, I think. Really, yeah? Yeah, I think so. You wouldn't want to move him out of midfield. But... Hit me with some emails, please, Timothy. Emails. 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 Quickly. Emails. Still waiting for emails. <laughs> emails. Silence is golden on the podcast. <laughs> Tommy Trubshaw. Yes. He's in with an email. Love it. Keep keep going with time. This is from a little while ago. It's pre-Newcastle, but okay. it's still... Uh, still it's got okay. a good question. Uh, hello, lads. I'm sitting in Beatties. Just catching up on your superb podcast. I thought podcasts. they closed down. <laughs> Please... Please tell me that was a joke. It was, it was a joke. We saved him. Express the star. <laughs> um... <laughs> What does he say? I know Judah loves an email question, so I'll leave some below and pick out the top one here. Love an email. I think the listeners, especially long-standing ones, would love to know how the most famous duo since Anton Deck, Spears and Judah, first met. Can you tell us all about that first meeting? The look. I don't even know how we did first meet, did we? I will never forget it. Oh, Really? I was. Uh, oh God! I wasn't on sport at the time. I was on news. Sat in the. In you the, used to uh, be a news correspondent, didn't you? What, what was your title before you became Wolverhampton Wanderers correspondent? Uh, chief Chief News Reporter. Chief News Reporter Timothy Spears. And uh, you had to come and speak to me about something. <sighs> and I sit with my back to the news desk, and I just remember this hand uh, caressing my shoulder. I'm not exaggerating. Um, <laughs> Because he's very tactile, is our Judah. Uh, you just put your hand on my shoulder and just started talking to me. I've never met you before in my life. Well, I'm like, a friendly kind of guy, mate. I was like, who is this guy to put his hand on his hands on me uh, in this kind of loving way? Oh, uh, you didn't even tell me your name <laughs> or, or, or give me your number. <laughs> um, but Norm, I, I, normal Sunday morning for you then. <laughs> I already knew of you by reputation. Um, as being handsy. Wow. <laughs> Um, after your 
your faux pas, shall we say? In the, oh um, yes, yes, yes. In the early days, can we talk about that? Yes, not? of course. Yeah, day two, uh, day two, we've been here. So the um, one of the most celebrated <laughs> figures in the history of Wolverhampton Wanderers, Sir Jack Hayward. Sir Jack. Uh, very sadly, uh, left us age ninety-one. Yes. And uh, Judah's second day was to cover uh, the death of this great man, or was it the funeral? It was the funeral. Uh, the funeral of this great man, and um, Judah. <laughs> Spelled his name wrong uh, on the Express and Star website. Uh, it was only the lead article on Sir, news and sports. Sir Jack Haywood. W O O D. Yeah. That's uh, how you spelt the yeah. great Sir Jack's name. Yes. So that was the first thing I knew about you. So. Uh, <laughs> Hello? <laughs> the editor wants to see me. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. One second, boys. Walk of shame. Oh, great days. Fine days. Um, so you thought I was um, very you've lived up to your initial reputation put put it that way you're damn right I have Uh, another email from Joe Bromley oh Brommers one of our favourites love Brommers who sadly after his fantastic contribution to the last live podcast this is is sad uh, won't be attending live party episode 2 anyone who can't remember or um, the best abuse of the week we had at the live podcast was reserved for uh, a man who's normally not part of this podcast Luke Hatfield yes and it was Joe Bromley who came up with that particular Killed line, uh, which literally brought the house down. Yeah, uh, could have what, finished it there. Remind me of it again. Uh, oh wow, that good that you can't remember it. <laughs> no, I'd had too many wines at that point. Um, well, he was he was wearing some nice attire. Was was Luke at the time? Yeah, he'd obviously dressed up. He he'd been and spent twenty quid or so, and um, he said what his attire was. It looked like River Island and Topshop had um, procrastinated. Yeah, but <laughs> his brilliant line. Anyway, Joe can't come. Um, he says, as my wife. I know, I'm just as shocked as you, is expecting our 60% confident first child. Uh, and despite her protest, I don't think it would be suitable for me to go out and get pissed. We can say that, can't we? Uh, or can do, so. hoping I don't need to drive later on. So Luke can rest easy. I think he should still come, though, because that would be great material for the podcast if he gets a call in the middle of it and she's, you know, the waters are broken. Uh, he says he might, he's going to look out for the hashtag on the night. Hashtag Luke is a top man. Ah, oh, <laughs> okay, oh, very good, um, very good. Anyway, so yeah, his wife's expecting, and I have a, I have two questions. One, suggestions for a name for the baby. Gender is not known. I'm assuming Tim's name will be normal. Nathan's will either be an NFL player mm. or a Disney princess's dog. Yes, very much so. So, do we get to name Bromley's baby? Well, I think that's what he's that's what he's suggesting. Spooder. <laughs> what do you reckon? Uh, the Borough of Bromley. <laughs> Reuben. Reuben Bromley. Andrew, any thoughts? Um, Burton. If you're the top shop. River no, oh, yeah. nice. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Like that, yes. Very much so. Or River. Any? River, yeah. Go, yeah. Work experience, kid. Nuno. 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 If, it's, Nuno. if it's a girl, she'd be delighted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and his second question, which is a good point for us to make, we'll be putting the live potty out as a standard podcast uh, so my do- son or daughter can have have your dulcet tones as the first voices in their ears. Oh, wow. Uh, playing, it, playing, it th- playing it through the, st- the tummy. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, the next live podcast will be available as a normal podcast. And just to say, because we had a few complaints about this, rightly so, last time, that the recording of it was diabolical. <laughs> it sounded dreadful. Well, it should have come to the, the live event then. Yeah, no, totally. We focus so much on the on the live events that the recording of it... two hours of planning for it. <laughs> the recording of it, listening back, it just was terrible quality. However, we re- 
rectified that yes. this time, and it's all going to be should be as good as what you can hear now. Hopefully. And what you want to do is you, you when you want to listen to it back, you want to listen to it because you think, oh, that was so funny. Because when I was there, I'd like to listen to it again. Because rather than listening to it, want to see you there. It is Tuesday, March the nineteenth. The live podcast, Andrew, you were there. Can you can you can you um, can you build it up? Try and get people to come because yes. there are still tickets available. It's a it's a must attend do. Uh, great fun, Nathan and. Uh, Tim, great form. Obviously, they've got top guests uh, this time round. We had a great time uh, last time, just before Christmas. Beers were flowing. Pizzas were being delivered. Yeah. Uh, yeah, real good banter. So, yeah, come along. I've got my ticket. Uh, so, me and my dad will be there for sure. And uh, I'll get the gun out your back now. Thank you very much for that <laughs> plug. Excellent news. Right, it is. And £10 tickets, aren't they? £10. Yes. Tomo? Tomo and Bully will be there. Tomo and Bully will be there. Make sure you are too. Right, it's time for that time. It is Abuse of the Week. Abuse of the Week. Abuse of the Week. Abuse of the Week. Car, car, car. Abuse of the Week. It's Abuse of the Week. It's Abuse of the Week. It's when the Twitter people... Send us horrible abuse. Tim Spears has let no. me present it. No abuse. No abuse, apparently. So can we please Don't abuse him on Twitter next time? Yeah. Um, Bournemouth, I'm sure you'll rile some Bournemouth fans. Well, well, they, haven't, they, they haven't got enough, have they? There Ooh. we go. Oh, hey, hey, here we go. Here we go. Um, so I put a tweet out during the Newcastle game, albeit it was early in the game. Um, Newcastle seemed backs to the wall in, in their defence of, of some, some aerial bombardment from, uh, from Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, I showed Tim said uh, said image saying, shall I put this one out? And Tim, being the man to go me, was going, yeah, yeah, get it out there, get it out, put it out there. So it was basically a picture of, of um, a Newcastle formation with 10 at the back playing 10-0-0. Now, what I didn't realise at the time that the Newcastle Chronicle editor um, um, quoted the tweet and went, hmm, emoji. Um, Quite a former Express and Star employee. Oh, uh, was he? Mark Douglas, yeah. Oh, right, and, okay. and big Wolves fan. Oh, oh right, okay. Or maybe a couple of but yeah. Oh, was he the sports editor? Mark Douglas? Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, right, he definitely okay. used to work here. Oh, right, interesting, right. Um, cue some, some very angry Newcastle people. Yes. Harsh, really. They're, they're an angry bunch. <laughs> they're an angry bunch, as you realise. Oh, was it God. last year? Yeah, no, no, two, two, yes. No, last year and the year before. Yeah. Um... Uh, Peter Greer, what match are you watching? And then an emoji of a bell, and then um, uh, an arrow with end? Question mark. Incredible, ends, yeah, very incredible good. news. Um, and we've got a couple here. Sports editor. Oh, hang on. Express and Star makes sense now. Quite like that. Yeah. Uh, very good. Um, digital sports editor, not sports editor. Um, and then Ashley out said and Borough fan because I was on Newcastle Borough, not happy. Yeah. And then Moggy finished off with, and tit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> finished off pretty nice. That's lovely. <laughs> that uh, sums you up beautifully. Um, uh, do you plan to get buried or cremated? What do you think? But anyway, either way. Yes, exactly. Borough, yeah. Borough fan and tit. Yes, and was, tit. Would sum you up perfectly. Uh, Stanley, another half-wit. Graham Henry, shut up, you knob. Um, Stripe Beats. Um, this is my favourite because obviously that I play a little bit of cricket as well. Um, gone from silly mid off to silly f off. <laughs> nice, that's <laughs> very nice. Very good, very good. So yeah, all good, all good. So it was quite, it was quite nice to, to to be you for the day, basically. Nice yes. And uh, gave you a bit of respite. Uh, talking about respite, we are going into. We've got two things to do now. Which way do we do it? Do we preview Bournemouth or do we go to an impromptu quiz? I'm going to go to a quiz, Andrew, you didn't realise, and Tim didn't realise too much either, that I might have a little thing up my sleeve for you. 
Um, so we're going to play a little quiz. We haven't played a quiz for a while, have we? No, because there's only there's only ever me here me with you. you. So it's, yeah, it's, you, it's a pretty poor quiz. Like it? a mastermind style quiz. Well, this isn't mastermind. This is. This is. Massive at the moment. Huge, huge volume. You've got to watch this show. Please tell me you've watched it. Uh, People are shouting out to the radios. The weakest link. Andrew knows. Oh. Wow. Okay. Ah, the chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's the biggest link? Six Expressing Stars and Hegarty is Timothy Spears is going to be the chase. Uh, Andrew, you are the contestant for this game show. You're now, badly. now we'll, we'll go through, we'll obviously go through um, what you can win, first of all, because we'll, we'll do all, you, you've, you've answered your questions. You can win. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the box off because there's a box here. You can win. Andrew, you can play to win. Wow. A, mud, a mug of the Express and Star Beauty of the Week mug. Now, Excellent. would you like to win that in this game show? I mean, I've already got one, but absolutely. Well, yeah, but two, two is better, two is definitely than, better one. than one. Two is better than one. So it is there for you to win. However, would you like to go higher and win an Abuse of the Week mug and a Costa coffee or lower and just win a Mark Suspense sparkling water? Or would you like to stick where you are? Uh, I'll stick with... Stick the, where you are. You are mug. going for the Express and Star Wolves yep. Abuse of the Week mug that are on eBay, eBay for... How much are they on there for now? Uh, that's 25p. 25p from the £5 we were selling them at the last live podcast that will be on sale at the next live podcast as well. Sound investment. <laughs> so, so Andrew, for you to win this, you need to, you need to obviously beat Tim Spears. You know what? You've seen it before. You've seen the game show, yeah? You've got the pyramid. You've got to get down. You've got to beat it. Be Andrew, if Andrew answers all these questions correctly, he, he, he's the proud owner of that mug. Right, yeah. Just he's about, got a couple of areas that he can have. Just about answering questions, basically, right? Yes, exactly, yes. Gotcha. So got, yeah. you, have a, you have a pad in front of you. Andrew, there's a pad there for you that I might have... You, you haven't noticed what, where, what Andrew's drinking out of, by the way. Oh, your, your Dublin cup. Dublin cup. That, the Dublin you, that cup. you got from Dublin. Correct, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, okay, so I'll ask you a series of questions. Um, the first question, write it down first and we'll see. Obviously, don't look at each other's copy. Um, Andrew, you need five questions, five correct answers to get down to win that Express and Star Abuse of the Week mug. Are you ready? Okay, ready. here we go. Who wears number 47 for Wolves? Is it Cameron John, Niall Ennis or Max Kilman? Cameron John, Niall Ennis or Max Kilman? This is pretty quick fire. So, are you ready? Yep. Okay, Andrew. Who, who wears number 47? I went Niall Ennis. You went Niall Ennis. Tim? Yeah, same. Niall Ennis. Niall Ennis. It's not Niall Ennis. Oh. Both of you are wrong. It's Cameron John wears, wears number 47. Incredible scenes. Both stay where you are. Tim, you had a great chance there to, to, to get one up on Andrew. Okay. Number two. What is Wolves' current goal difference in the Premier League? Is it plus one, plus two, or plus three? Plus one, plus two, or plus three? Five, four... Three, two, one. Andrew. Plus three. Plus three, says Andrew. Uh, is it still plus one? It is plus oh. one. Tim moves one down, one down, one step closer to eliminating Andrew. Andrew, you've got a long way to go here. Judging by your first two questions, I think you're going to be struggling for the mug. Um, which is good, because we should sell them. Um, number three. First game versus Everton this season, which of these Wolves players was not on the Wolves bench? Bright Enabakari, Courtney Hawes, or Leander Dendonka. Enabakari, Hawes, or Dendonka. 
Den- Andrew. Dendonka. Dendonka. What would you say? Yeah, he's right, yeah. He is correct. Yes, you both move one down. Correct, Andrew. Andrew, you're one step closer to the, the beautiful prize that we have got on Ten. offer. You needed that. You needed I that needed, for confidence. Needed, yeah. yeah, okay. Here we go. Number four. Question number four. Are you enjoying this, Tim, or not? Yeah, I'm enjoying okay. it. <laughs> How old is Ruben Vinagre? How old is Ruben Vinagre? Is he A, 18, B, 19, or C, 20. He's definitely one of those three. He's definitely one of those three. He's definitely one of those three. 18, 19, or 20. Andrew? 19. He says 19. Timothy? Yeah, I think it's 19. It is 19. Oh, he's good. He's good as this chaser. But they're still two apart. We're going to move on. You're one step closer. Tim, you're one step closer. But it's okay. You've still got three correct answers, Andrew. And you are proud of your second abuse of the week mug. Number five. What is my, Nathan Judas' favourite song of all time? Is it A, Madonna, Like a Virgin? Is it B, Wet, 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 Goodnight Girl? Or is it C, Tattoo, All the Things She Said? A, B, or C? A, B, or C, Madonna, Like a Virgin? B, Wet, 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 Goodnight Girl? Or C, Tattoo, All the Things She Said? Andrew? I'm assuming that is your top three. It's top three of all time. Fantastic songs. Uh, So I'm going for Tattoo. Tattoo, All the Things She Said. Tim? I think it's Wet, Wet, Wet. It is wet, oh. wet, wet. It is wet, wet, wet. You know me, my son. Wet, wet, wet. Good night, girl. So Tim Spears is now only one behind, and you you can have one more wrong answer, and then you're gonna you're, you're struggling. Okay, here we go. Question number six. In the two 0 loss to Huddersfield, which player received Wolves' only yellow card of the game? Was it? Oh, what? Was it? That's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous, because you were like, ah. Um, <laughs> a, Ruben Neves. B, João Martinho. Or C, Matt Doherty. So it's not Ryan Bennett, then. I thought it was Ryan Bennett. Um, a, Neves. B, Martinho. Or C, Doherty. And I said it was going to be easy, Chaser. The Huddersfield game. Huddersfield, yes. Bloody hell. Just be happy that I've done some research into these Wolves questions, okay? Andrew, Neves, Martinho, or Doherty? I'm going the dock. The dock. Uh, I'll say Neves. It is Neves. Oh. It is Neves. Got the only one. One behind. That was too, that was one, too obvious. Neves. <laughs> one behind. Oh, Andrew, you need you need you can't have any more wrong answers. You're gonna get you're gonna get caught. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Number seven. Wolves against Bournemouth. The first game of this season. Uh, first, the first leg. Obviously, they played Bournemouth on Saturday. Was on the fifteenth of December, two thousand and eighteen. What was the attendance? Was it a 30,997, was it B, 31,000 exactly, or was it C, 31,003? 3997, 31 dead, or 31,003? Need to get this right really, Andrew, because you know Tim's going to be on your heels. C. C, 31,003. Tim. Yeah, I think it was C. You're both wrong. He's got alive. It was 30,997. Okay. You're still in the game though, Andrew. Okay. It's going to be a long game. I'm running out of questions. So (laughs) I've only got three. So you need to get some right. Here we go. Number eight. um, Paolo Alves signed from Liverpool. Um, But what is his middle name? What is his middle name? Paolo Alves (laughs) signed from Liverpool. What's his middle name? Is it A, Manuel? Is it B, Manuel Neves? Or is it C, Manuel Basil. Is it A. Manuel, <laughs> B. Manuel Nevers, or C. Well, Manuel Basil? <laughs> Manuel Basil. 
actually. Mm-hmm. Manuel. Manuel. Tim. Manuel Neves. It is oh. Manuel Neves. Oh, he's been caught. <laughs> 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 I'll take this. I'll take oh. said podcast mug back. Oh, oh Tim, very one. good. He's very dis- good. Distraught. But but both of us have actually got one as well because I've got one as well. Yes. Uh, so it wasn't, wasn't the best. Wasn't the most uh, motivating prize. It's why it's why I did in the office, but... man. I, I can only work with what I've got. Do you know what I mean? A lot of time um, and thought and effort went into that. Yes, exactly. Um, other, other questions involved. Um, you can tell I was running out of questions. What's Luke Hatfield's middle name? <laughs> <laughs> Bartholomew, Sebastian, or Nathaniel? What would you have gone for? It's Nathaniel, wow. isn't it? Uh, Sebastian. Yes, Sebastian. Oh. Oh, you were, you were, you were getting oh, rinsed, Andrew. Okay, right. Um, Bournemouth on Saturday. Bournemouth away. Looking forward to a, to a five and a half hour round trip. Can't wait. At least it's a brand new modern stadium. Tim Spears. Uh, Bournemouth horrific on the road but two excellent wins at home recently they've got to be careful uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it want to tick off my list I've not been there before have you, have you been there have you as a fan but not as media Andrew have you been there no I haven't my sister lives down there and I so I should have been but no I'm trying to get a ticket <coughs> it's not easy yeah all the best yeah. <laughs> um, stick out on Twitter you'll get someone uh, yeah, a, a tough, a tough place to go. But I, I'm looking at it as, as, as these next three fixtures really as a massive chance for Wolves to, to cement seventh place. Obviously Huddersfield away and Cardiff at home, both in the both in the not not must win bracket, but certainly what you'd expect Wolves to win. So if they can get a point up there, I think we'd take that. However, with Callum Wilson and David Brooks both out, they're two key players. Mm. I think they can go there with full of confidence. Seven unbeaten. They look good um, at the back and up front at the moment. Wolves, you know, they, they've got this uh, formation down to a T. The first 11 set in stone. Hopefully Jota's fit. So, of course they can go there and Well, that's the big question. Uh, Jota, what, what's the situation? Obviously, he got rested in, you know, against Bristol City. Do we think that it's just knocks and niggles and they're going to get him out there? Or do they yeah. need, does he need to get an extended period of time out so he can get ready for... I would say perceived big. They're all big games, but you know you want him fit, obviously, for Manchester United. But that's still a while away. Well, Nuno said it was a dead leg, so you, you wouldn't have thought you wouldn't have thought that would keep going on for uh, for too long. I mean, but they can have they can, they can linger though dead legs, can't they? It seemed like he aggravated it in the Newcastle game, and, and they didn't want the same to happen against Bristol City, so they didn't risk him. So I, I would have thought after almost two weeks since Newcastle, he should be okay. Mm-hmm. And that, so that, for- that, that's that's. From my medical background, which is which isn't great. No, it's, it's not. It's not great. Um, from a formation point of view, would you expect if Jota is fit, him to come in for Cam, Neves to come into the team for Sace, and it pretty much, and, and obviously um, Patricio come in would be the three changes. I think the eleven picks itself, and then if Jota's not fit, it'll be Cavalera. I think. I think that's the way that they'll go. Okay. So, but, uh, obviously, they they well, they're very good at home. They actually smashed Chelsea four 0 recently. Yes. Beat Cardiff was it two 0 the last home game. So. Um. Um, an organised team. I thought they did okay at Molyneux. Um, West Ham 2-0 they beat comfortably. They lost to Cardiff. Oh yeah, that was away, wasn't mm-hmm. it, of course. So yeah, Fraser. Fraser's a fantastic player. Yeah, very uh, good, yeah. King as well. They're um, dangerous. They're going to have to play better than they have done maybe recently, I think, against Newcastle, against Shrewsbury. They're going to have to play better against against Bournemouth to get something from that game. They're a little bit off it against Newcastle, but still, still create enough chances to win two games. So if they continue in their recent form... Mm-hmm. Then I think they can they can win, but equally a point would be a good result. Andrew, confident of the game? Yeah, I'm confident. Playing well. Um, there's no easy games in the Premiership, are there? And Bournemouth are not uh, going to be easy at home. Spoken like a, a true manager. But but uh, no, I expect to I expect to win two one. I would say two one. Well, you, you beat me to it. You, I've seen <laughs> predictions. You, you've, you've gone two one win. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be tight, and it's not going to be easy. I'm going to say one one. 
Yeah, I I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd, I don't think it'd be a great game. No, I mean, be last on match of the day, and it'd be one all. Yeah, one one. Um, work experience, young lad. Two nil no wolves. Two nil no oh! wolves. Get him in. Get him back. <laughs> you yeah. thought he you thought he'd fallen to sleep, but he hasn't. He's right there. Is it test for his local local knowledge to really impress people? Who, who are going to be the scorers? Number nine and number seven. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Ball, got a chance? Adama. Adama, Adama, very good, yeah, very good, yeah. Moutinho. Oh, there you go, Adama, he's been listening, nice. he's been listening, he's been <laughs> nice. listening. Great stuff. Andrew, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a joy. Um, and we might see, you never know, he might, sort of, he, might, he might be doubling his budget for the next podcast on the auction. <laughs> Get back on here. I'm not sure, I've done my bucket list now. <laughs> the top of it, I'm sorted. Great stuff. Um, from the Work Expo Kid, from Andrew, from Tim, from me, we'll see you all at Bournemouth on Saturday. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>